thank goodness for Mother's Day. I appreciate my son saying kind words. Glory to God. And I do have good sons. And I know you do. You have good children and those of you that are mother. And we are thankful for our mothers too. And my mother came, flew in Friday night. You know, sure, Eric and Colin are kind of starting to figure this out. But it's kind of like the older we get, the more unique we get as mothers. <laughs> I mean, there's just something, you know, I don't know what it is. My mother says it's, she says, uh, you know my middle name. It's say anything I want to. <laughs> That's what she said recently to me. And I'm like, you know, when we get older, we kind of start doing things like that where we say anything we want to. So I'm trying to hold that back as long as I can for Colin and Eric's sake. I really am. <laughs> and I know they're grateful for that. But I did want to say something. I believe I have a word to those of you that your mothers are already gone. If you don't have your mother on this earth any longer... I have a scripture in Proverbs 31, but I had never seen this before. And I'll drop down to uh, verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. And so think about that, the time to come, in the time to come, in that other age, in that other place. The word to you this morning is your mama she went on to be with Jesus, she's rejoicing. Hallelujah. She's having a good time. She's enjoying life. It's a blessing. And so be comforted that she's rejoicing. Don't ever feel sad for somebody that's gone on. I heard a story this week and it was about a young man and he was very young. He was like in his 20s. So this woman, her husband died. And so she came and got him because she knew he was a man of God and he was a faith guy. And she said, come raise my husband from the dead. And he was still in the hospital. He had been dead about 45 minutes. And so she said, come raise my husband from the dead. And uh, so he went in there. You know, he was young and she stayed outside. But he went in there and he said he rebuked death and started telling him to come back. And the body started twitching. Now this is a true story. This is not a joke like Pastor body started twitching and he said all of a sudden he heard a voice and it said leave me alone <laughs> and he said he got out of there and he said your husband told me to leave him alone <laughs> and she says oh okay and she was just fine she was just fine about it but I'm just telling you hallelujah <laughs> they're happy over there glory to God <laughs> hallelujah and then I'm, to those moms that have children that are in heaven already, just be comforted today. They're having a blast. They're having a fun time. They have people. Your grandparents and aunts and uncles are taking care of them and raising them. You know, I read this book by this lady, and she said she made a trip to heaven. And she said, the kids up there and teenagers are riding roller coasters. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, don't limit God so they're not floating around on a little cloud. You know, I always thought when I was a kid, if you went to heaven, you'd be bored to death. 
and that's kind of funny. I was saying bored to death about heaven, but that it was going to be a really boring place because I'd only been to the Baptist church and it was very boring as a kid, extremely boring. You know, we had our bulletin that we got every week and it was so boring that we took a pencil and filled in all the O's, the words that had an O. Did anybody else fill in the O's in their bulletin? Pamela did. Hallelujah. And the E's. Oh, yeah. Okay, and the B's. Okay. <laughs> Y'all get it. But that's how boring it was. <laughs> Glory to God. And that was as a pretty big kid, kind of like a young married woman. I mean, that big a kid. So that's a word to y'all for that. Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. And then I have just a word for you. If your children are not walking with God where they're supposed to be, and a bunch of us have situations like that where maybe they're not just over there, way over there, but they're not walking in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. My heritage is of the Holy Ghost. I got that heritage from my grandmother and my great-grandmother. And so I got it from my great-grandmother and my grandmother. And then it skipped a generation, I'll tell you. And it wasn't supposed to, but it did. But I got it. I got it. And Pastor got it. He didn't have it in his generation, but he got it from my grandmother too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One thing my grandma was was a lover. She loved, and so she loved Michael. Oh, she loved him. Hallelujah. We'll preach on my grandfather on Father's Day. (laughs) And that'll be a whole other story. But uh, no, he was a lover too. But he could write you off if you did something wrong. There was one grandkid in the family that nobody liked. Because he was ornery. I mean, he was the orneriest little boy you've ever seen. He was the walk up and kind of kick you on the shins with his boots kind of little boy. Nobody in our whole family liked him but Granny Hicksie. She loved that little boy. Hallelujah. And he turned out really good too. But anyway, so I'm talking to mothers that kids are not walking with God. So anyway, try to skip a generation. So this mama is saying, it's not skipping any more generations. It's not, and it's not skipping any. My grandkids, hallelujah. I, once you get it, don't let it skip a generation. And you know, and being an influencing mom, it takes some finesse sometimes. You've got to believe God for the right time to speak. You can't just always be lecturing grown kids, can you? No, and sometimes you've got to keep your mouth shut when you want to say something so bad. And sometimes we mess up. Would anybody say, yeah, boy, we say something when we shouldn't have, you know. Praise God. Believe God for that opportunities and that way to be an influence. I think a great way to be an influence on your kids is to influence the grandkids. (laughs) You influence the grandkids and let the kids be an influence on the... And besides all that, if you will influence your grandkids, you'll be like my Granny Hixie. She got all her grandkids saved, and three of them were Episcopalian. Raised Episcopalian, and not everybody in those churches are saved, I can tell you. I was raised Baptist, and it's highly likely you're going to get saved if you're a Baptist because you're going to hear the salvation message every week, 52 weeks a year. So you're going to get saved probably, but the Episcopalian, not so. So anyway... Be that influence. Be that influence that Pastor was talking about. But I want to tell you, don't ever give up on your children if they're not walking with God where they're supposed to be. Keep a hold on them in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Pray for them. Influence when possible. Don't make them choose. 
you don't like their wife, which I like my daughter-in-laws, don't, I'm not saying anything about that. But if you don't, don't make them choose. Hallelujah. Just pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Jesus will be faithful. A couple of times here lately we've heard uh, this, somewhere we've gone, we've heard this a song that they sing. And um, I get a big kick out of it, but I've loosed my faith on it too. But it's, uh, I'll sing it to you. If Jesus has to reach way down, he's going to lift you up. If he has to reach way down, he's going to lift you up. And so, hallelujah. So, sometimes I'm thinking of situations and I'm thinking, I don't care if Jesus has to reach way down, he's going to get you. Hallelujah. And you're not going to leave your heritage. And you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're going to complete your destiny. And you're going to do the works of God. Hallelujah. And I don't care where he has to go to get you. Holy Ghost, sick him. Get on him. Torture if necessary. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, you are not going to lead a secular lifestyle and you are not going to go to video church. Amen. So you can hide out and you are going to be where the Holy Ghost is. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So whoever that is, that is. Even if it's, if it's, not, if it's your brother or your sister. Hallelujah. You might want to sing that to him. If he has to reach way down, Jesus will lift you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I'd never heard that song before, but I tell you, that got on me. Woo! If your mom's in heaven, don't call her back. She's having too much fun. But actually, I've heard people say they know the good things you're doing. You know, Jennifer knows that Daniel graduated from college. And she's rejoicing. And she's saying, keep on running and run that race for Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Hallelujah. And it's, you know, they're in there. They're in there. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you know, the Bible says Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us. It makes sense to me that they're up in heaven praying for us too. Hallelujah. And I know that my grandmother, I think about it sometimes, and I know she is just happy, so happy when she sees Eric and Andrew. And she didn't, of course, know Andrew. She went before that. But I know she's happy when she sees them praising God and loving God. And Hallelujah. So uh, this morning, let's turn to Psalm 149. Psalm 149. Can we read Psalm 149 together? Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and His praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name and the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and harp. 
For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon the judgment written, This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Next chapter. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, the word that I have, and this word is not only for River Church. I believe it's a corporate word for River Church. But it's also an individual word to you because for the most part it has to be carried out individually. Hallelujah. But as we carry out this word that I'm going to give you individually, then it will come together and do a work among us corporately. And also, it can be a word to moms this morning because it's a powerful key for moms. It's a powerful key for any person, for dads, hallelujah. Whatever your walk in life is and wherever you're at now, this is a very powerful word. And the Holy Spirit gave it to me, and I began to pick up on it six months to a year ago God speaking it to me personally. But then about two or three weeks ago, I began to understand that God began to come on me with this word and put more emphasis on it. And I began to understand it was a word for River Church. And it's very simple. This is not a long prophecy or a long word of God from you. It's a, a one word. It's praise. It's praise. And it is a word of admonition. I will tell you it is a prophetic word for you right now. It is a directional word. It is specific and it is timely. So do not write this word off. So this word praise, I believe, was not always and probably in certain places, remnants, it's not. But in the greater body of Christ and even in the spirit-filled body of Christ, it's become a neglected word. Now that may sound strange because probably praise music or Christian music and not necessarily would use the word praise, but Christian music may be more popular than it's ever been. And certainly it's more available than it's ever been. Now you can go on Pandora Radio and it's free and download a Pandora app and you can just write in Jesus Culture. They have a little station that just plays 
their music and other, they don't just play Jesus culture music, but that type of music will come up under that station. Or if you like the old hymns, you can type that in. And you can have you a whole list of stations off of Pandora and play Christian music from there. You can get Julie True. She has a station. Just nearly every artist of Christian music has a station on Pandora Radio. Thank God for technology. Hallelujah. Technology makes a lot of things available to people that they wouldn't have. A Strong's Concordance, if you ever had one, is this thick, this tall, and the print is minute. Hallelujah. Now, like Eric said, you can put it on your phone or the Blue Letter Bible. And in the Blue Letter Bible, you have an interlinear dictionary. You can see the Greek words or the Hebrew words. You can click it and it'll tell you their meaning. I'm telling you, technology can help us in a lot of areas. And I believe also so many people are writing Christian songs. Well, I don't think that really maybe more are writing Christian songs. I believe they were writing Christian songs all along. So it's been neglected in the body of of Christ. I believe we've lost hold of the praise life that God wants us to live. I have come to the conclusion just on my own, you may disagree and that's fine, that praise is more neglected than prayer in the spirit-filled body of Christ. That could be because we've taught more on prayer and it is stress. You can't turn on any Christian spirit-filled TV station that they don't talk about. We need to pray. We need to pray for our nation and how desperately we are in need of prayer. Even the Christian politicians are, we need to pray. This nation needs prayer. But I think I have a different word for you, not to disparage prayer and not to say we don't need to pray. We do, but I believe there's something that could be more powerful even than prayer, and that could be this neglected area of praise. Now, in the charismatic days, back in those olden days, starting in 1967 and going through about 1982, that was the charismatic renewal. Really, they say it ended late 70s, but there was splash over into the 80s, okay? During that charismatic renewal days, in those days, there was a greater emphasis on praise. We heard a lot of teaching, but it seems to me I don't remember when I heard a teaching on praise. I just can't even put my finger on anybody that's teaching praise. I do believe that this is such a word of the Lord for the body of Christ that you will begin to hear it out there in other places. I talked about this just briefly on a Wednesday night and I said this, but praise is God's nuclear power. Eric talked about that power that is supernatural, that he gives you the power to get wealth, not just like the other college graduates that graduated this year have, but a power that comes from God. And praise is God's nuclear power. One of the things the Lord showed me about praise is that you cannot praise wrong. You can pray wrong. The Bible says you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. You can literally pray wrong, but you cannot praise wrong. Matthew 21, 16. I never understood what this scripture really meant. And I'm not saying that that's all that it means, but it does mean this because the Holy Ghost showed me. He told me you cannot praise wrong, and this is the scripture He gave me. Hallelujah. And it says, And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read? 
Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. So you don't even have to have a class on this praise thing. We're giving a reminder this morning, but you can't praise wrong. Praise can come out of the mouths of babies and sucklings. Hallelujah. In other words, babies that are so young that they're not weaned yet can praise the Lord. Her mother taught Laura Beth to praise the Lord, and she'll pack one little hand up there in the air and praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so the sooner and the earlier, if you've got young ones and grandkids, get them to praise in the Lord. Hallelujah. Because out of the mouth of braves and sucklings, he has perfected praise. I'm going to give you some things that praise does. These are in no particular order of importance. But praise. And what do I mean by praise? This is not a hard thing. It's praise the Lord. Jesus, thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I bless you, Lord. This is easy. You can't mess it up. You can't say it wrong. I honor you, God. I love you, God. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are king. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what I'm talking about in praise. This is not hard. If you have to, you can just praise the Lord out of His own word. You can turn to the Psalms and praise Him. You cannot go wrong praising the Lord and you cannot mess up praising the Lord. Praise clears the mind when your mind is all full of negative thoughts. Anybody ever get some negative thoughts or negative emotions and your mind just seems to be, you're actually even confusion tries to come in. Boy, all of a sudden you are feeling depressed, oppressed. Praise clears the mind. You try it. Fear, when fear comes in, oh, you're not going to get a job. Oh, you're going to starve to death. Just start, you know, just start praising God. I tell you what, there's one thing the devil hates. Hallelujah. He hates for saints to praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Psalm 42.11 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Y'all want to read it to me? Is it on the screen? Read it to me. Why art thou Amen. Hallelujah. It'll change your countenance. That feeling of oppression that changes our countenance, that changes our face. Hallelujah. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Just praise God. Why art thou disquieted within me? Just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have a Savior, so just praise Him. I tell you, this is one thing the Holy Ghost gave me. Another thing, He said, praise makes a glory dome in the atmosphere. When he said the word glory dome, immediately I had the thought of the iron dome. The iron dome is the Israeli missile defense system. They call it the iron dome. That's the nickname for it, I guess you would say. That defense system is programmed to pick up and know when missiles are coming towards Israel and to cut them off by sending up a something to, I guess another missile is what they send up. And anyway, it busts it up and it's not supposed to be able to get through the Iron Dome. And it does sometimes fail. They sometimes, not often, but sometimes a missile will get through that Iron Dome in Israel. But I guarantee you, if you lead the life of praise, you will have a glory dome over you that the enemy won't be able to get through. 
If he's coming around you all the time, then this is your answer. This is what you need. If he's speaking to your mind and torturing your mind and making you feel worthless and useless and anything he's making you feel, a failure reminding you of your failures, then lift up the praise of God. And I'm talking about a lifestyle of praise here and you will have a glory dome. The Holy Ghost said, Praise is the key that unlocks the mysteries of heaven and the doors in the earth. That unlocks the mysteries of heaven and unlocks doors in the earth. Hallelujah. As you praise God, you're going to see things you didn't see before. Keys are going to come to you. It's a key to the key. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a key that gets you to the key. The key for what you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. Psalm 118 verse 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. As we praise the Lord, those gates of righteousness. Sometimes these verses, to understand what they really mean, you nearly have to shift the bottom to the top and say, I will praise the Lord and it will open to me the gates of righteousness. And there is a righteous gate that God wants to give every one of you, a path to walk in, a destiny. Eric said he gives you the power to get wealth. A lot of people say, well, if I go in my destiny for Jesus, I'll have to be in poverty. I'll have to live like a pauper. Well, thank God those days are over. We got a revelation of Deuteronomy 8.18 now that we don't have to be poor because we follow Jesus. I like what one minister of God said. She said, our income isn't that much. Sometimes, but we live like millionaires. You don't know what it's like until you're a tither and you're a giver and you're in the planned will of God to know what it's like to have the supernatural anointing of God on your finances. Hallelujah. So the devourer is rebuked for your sakes and everything's not a failure. When you're not walking in the paths of God, everything you put your hand on doesn't prosper. In fact, most everything you put your hand on fails. It's like living under the curse. Oh my word, it is living under the curse. The curse is not God up in heaven cursing you. The curse is in this earth already. It's here. You could go some places in town and see it. See it in operation. They said it isn't even safe to go to Timerson Square in Tuscaloosa I mean, that's just right downtown, one street off of Main Street. And not safe to go there after dark. We need to go down there and take the praises of God. We clean that place out. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It's a key that gets you to the key. Praise. So if you need to know what to do, get in the praise life. It's the key that will get you to the key to, for you to know what to do. Here's the next thing the Lord said. Praise brings the anointing that breaks through. And I don't care who you are in here. I don't care how blessed you are. You still need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. Maybe it's for your children that you need a breakthrough. Maybe it's a grandchild even. Hallelujah. That you need a breakthrough for. It might be something financial. It might be a health breakthrough. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is nobody in here that doesn't need a breakthrough. And praise brings the anointing that breaks through. Let's turn to Acts 16, 25. 
And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Well, let's lay a little background first. They had thrown Paul and Silas into jail for ministering the gospel and put them in stocks. And so they were not only in prison, but they were in stocks. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. That would have been a good time to whine. You know, that had been a good time to whine. My little God, I, I don't know why you're making me go through this. I mean, that would have been perfect. I mean, that's what we would have mostly all done. We would have said, you know, I just don't understand why I'm having to go through this. God, I've served you. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Everyone's, not just Paul and Silas. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, just stay by me. And it's going to fall off of you too. Hallelujah. Just stay by me and pastor and it'll fall off of you too. Hallelujah. He's had three prophecies in the last maybe two months. Hallelujah. And I said, Friday, I said, I'm going to stick with you. You the man. You got it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we won't read the rest about the keeper of the prison and everything. But hallelujah. I tell you what, it brought the keeper of the prison to repentance. Praise brings the anointing. It couldn't have been just prayer. Just prayer wouldn't have done it. It had to be praise also. Hallelujah. So praise brings the anointing that breaks you through. And absolutely, we got to have a We don't just need a breakthrough. we got to have one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise is going to set you apart from the crowd, the rest of the people out there. When it says that 5,000 people applied for the new jobs that are coming into Mercedes or whatever. Hallelujah. It's not the resume. The resume, the piece of paper, that's not what's going to set you apart. It's not because you're so handsome that that's going to set you apart. I tell you what, some of the handsomest people are dumber than dirt. Just go to Hollywood if you don't know. (laughs) Hallelujah. They are so stupid out there. There's about five of them that are saved in the whole city. I talk to him on TV. I say, you are a good actor. You are handsome. And I like you in movies or whatever. Don't get to watch that many movies because most of them make them that aren't good to watch. But keep your nose out of our politics because you are dumb. (laughs) Hallelujah. I do. I tell them. If you're going to watch it, you better talk back to it. Because otherwise you'll just get dumbed down to it till pretty soon. You'll just be, you'll be just like them. You go through Belk and they want to spray you with Britney Spears cologne. I told the girl, I said, if there was not another perfume on earth, I would not wear that perfume. Now if I'm making you mad, I'm sorry. But I'm not going to wear no dummies perfume and make her rich. Er, rich er, I'm not. Hallelujah. So I find somebody I don't know. (laughs) Go down there and find you some. Hallelujah. Start making your own. Crushing roses or something. I am messing with y'all, but hallelujah. Next thing, praise brings us to higher ground. We're always saying in this church, we want to go up higher. We want to live on a higher place with God. We don't want to live the carnal life. You know, you're just barely saved. 
And then you moved up and you got baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's going up to higher ground. And then God tells you, well, do this. Begin to pray every day. And you start praying every day. Read your Bible every day. And you start doing that. And you're moving to higher ground. Well, praise will move you to higher ground yet. Because one of the reasons it does is because it's the language of heaven. That's what you're going to hear in heaven. And I'm going to tell you, that's the language you need to be speaking around your children is the language of praise. They need to hear you praying. I believe that with all my heart. I got my kids, they heard me pray in tongues so much that they were just, was, it was serious. Colin told me, he said, I got your prayer language memorized. <laughs> so I tricked it up a little just for that. You can reach down in, you know, and get something you never said before. But they need to hear you praising God. They need to see you lifting your hands. And they need to see it besides at church. They need to see it at home. You know, we're supposed to be living the home the same as we are at church. Like, my mama, she completely changes when she gets in church. We don't want that to be that kind of mama where, oh man, she's so nice at church, but y'all should see her at home. And you should hear what comes out of her mouth at home. No, remember, you know, in the Baltimore thing, the whole riding thing, the woman... She got out there, oh, I tell you, she got on that kid, and she just, and I reminded me of myself, because I would have done the exact same thing. But the only thing was that they were going bleep, 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 the whole time. Then they did this poll on one of the networks, and it said, do you consider this lady a heroine, a child abuser, or there was one other choice? 77% of America said she was a heroine. And I was totally in. I agreed. She was a, a hero. She was a female hero. And I tell you what, I was all about it. And I, I wanted those words to be different out of her mouth. I would have been hitting Eric. You want me to come over there and pray some of you? And I would have been saying, In Jesus' name, you will not do this. You will not. In Jesus' name, you get your butt back in that house. And don't you ever let me catch you out of here again. I'll skin you alive. And I would have. Hallelujah. And I just want to say about that mama, I believe if she had been a praiser instead of a foul-mouthed woman, I believe he might not have ever gone to the street. But if he did, there's some words that are more powerful than those filthy words. And they're words of praise. Hallelujah. I'd have been, get your hands in there and praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, that there's a praise that's going to be significant to change America. Praise, even inward praise, reverses any current of negativity flowing towards you. Let me tell you, the boss is chewing you out. You might deserve it, but probably you didn't. If you go to this church, you didn't deserve it. Hallelujah. Your spiritual parents have taught you different. Somebody's chewing you out or somebody's treating you ugly. If you can't speak praise out loud, start speaking it on the inside of you. Just start speaking praise and it'll reverse that current of negativity that's coming towards you. Somebody at work acting ugly, when they walk in your office, start speaking praise right down in here. Pray. Mm. Hallelujah. And if you got enough guts, if it's family or something, start praising him out loud. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You'll win. You'll win, I'm telling you. My great-grandmother, who was Pentecostal, the kids would gripe at her and get on to her and her kids. And this is what they told me. I heard this story. And when they griped at her, she just started singing, I'll fly away. 
Hallelujah. She just started singing, I'll fly away out loud. And they'd get off whatever they were griping at grandmother about. Thank you, Lord. Wouldn't go with the doctor was one thing. She's old-time Pentecost. Wouldn't go with the doctor. Had a broke arm. Wouldn't go with the doctor. Probably wasn't griping because mean griping, just, you know, griping. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise has always been the way to victory. I don't know if you remember this, but in Judges, it says, Send Judah first. And Judah means praise. Every time they went out into battle, they would say, Send Judah first. In other words, they put the praisers at the front of the line. Because praise always has been the way to victory. Send you to first. We used to sing a song back in those old charismatic days. Send you to first and the battle will be won. Send you to first. We, we really got with it back then. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know the music these days, there's no clapping music anymore. It's hard to clap to it anyway. We need some clapping music and we need some victory music. Hallelujah. I send that out there in the spirit. And I believe this, and I don't have scripture and verse of this, I just have my unction in my heart that praise is a key to revival that sweeps America. And I believe that because, here's another thing the Lord told me, it's the only thing Christians can agree upon. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is no Christian, when you say praise Jesus, that will say, no, don't do that. There may be some unsaved that say that to you, but Christians will not tell you, don't pray, or if you say glory to God, or if you say hallelujah, they'll say, yeah, praise Jesus. Well, amen, glory to God. It's the only thing we can agree on. We can't even agree on the cross. You'd think that all Christians would agree on the cross, but we don't. We'll argue over if did Jesus die spiritually, or did he not die spiritually. We can't agree on what even happened at the cross. But we can agree to praise God. To praise Jesus. I believe we could change our land. The God's calling River Church to become lifestyle praisers. That means that you're praising Him all day, every day. When you go to bed at night, you're praising Him. When you wake up in the morning, the, your first thoughts is praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you walk through your house, you're praising Him. Glory. Ooh, he says He inhabits the praises of His people in Psalm 22, 3. He inhabiteth the praises of His people. So becoming a a lifestyle praiser to live a life of praise you know some of you have prayed this prayer oh God I really want to do more for you Lord I want to do for you I want to serve you I want to do more for you than I'm doing now but even when we pray that prayer many times we feel so limited by time and by jobs and by the duties of life it's like I want to serve you more Lord but I don't know where I would find any more time because three kids and work and two jobs or whatever it is that you have to do. And I want to ask you this morning, would you be willing to consider praise as a new way to serve God? Hallelujah. He would consider it. He would consider it. So I want you to imagine yourself in this afternoon and this evening living a life of ceaseless praise. And turn to Hebrews 13, 15. We'll start winding this up key word is start. Hebrews 13, 15. I got to turn out earlier than pastor does. Sometimes I'll say, that was good, but we got out too late. By him, therefore, 
Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Let me point out here, there's a word in there and it's continually. I wish you'd circle continually. That's being a lifestyle praiser all day, every day. I'll tell you what, if you've got problems in your home, it'll clear them up. If you've got some words in your vocabulary that you know you need to get out, you know you need to quit saying OMG and, uh, and oh my God. You need to quit saying that. And then I won't even go into worse words than that. But you know what you need to get out of your vocabulary. And listen, I understand. I grew up with people that cursed. They didn't use the Lord's name in vain, thank the Lord. So I didn't have to get that out. So let us offer sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks by His name. There's several things to point out in this verse. Fruit of our lips. This is not just an inner attitude of praise. If he says lips, it involves your tongue and your lips. You are going to have to move your mouth and make a noise. And then also in Psalm 34, 1, it says, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. So two places we found the word continually be in my mouth. And then Psalm 71, 8. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor. All the day long. Hallelujah. Hey, let's be doers of the word. If you want to be a good mom, hallelujah. The Bible said in Proverbs 31 there, it said, She that feareth the Lord shall be praised. The main thing you need to do, we can scrap everything else. We don't have to tell you a lot of details. Fear the Lord, do the word. You'll be a great mom. You'll be a great grandmother. Hallelujah. You'll be awesome. I'm going to tell you something. Everybody in here, and you young ones, as you grow up, be a spiritual mom. We're to be spiritual moms to somebody. Hallelujah. We're called to be mothers and dads in the faith. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We're going to be praisers. We're going to be lifestyle praisers. And you know what? There's a flow that can come to praise, just like there is a flow in prayer. Have you ever gotten to praying? And boy, you had a flow. Well, you can get a flow in praise the same way. And there's two kinds of praise. There's that flow of praise, which what we would call the spirit of praise. The spirit of praise just came on me. And boy, I could have just gone forever. That's the spirit of praise. But then there's the sacrifice of praise. And we read about that just then in Hebrews, about the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. And the sacrifice comes when it's heavy, it's hard, it's dry. There's opposition to your praise. And the opposition can come from two places. First of all, it comes from our flesh. Paul said, he said, I love God in the inner man, but I, in my members, out here in my flesh, I find a different law working. Your flesh will fight you to not want you to pray, not want you to praise. You say, I don't know if my flesh is fighting me or not. When you say, I don't want to read the Bible this morning, that's your flesh. It wasn't God. It wasn't even the devil. But the devil fights you too on praise. So hallelujah. We're going to have that spirit of praise, that sacrifice of praise. And we're going to have practical praise. Now practical praise, this applies to everybody, is when your praise extends into every function of life. If you're washing dishes, you're praising. If you're just cleaning the commodes, you're praising. That's a good time to clean the commodes. It'll make it easier. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we meet everything in life with praise. You're driving to work. You throw your praises up. Hallelujah. As you're driving. And I see girls. Sometimes, boy, they are, whoo, they are out there praising God while they're driving. So be one of those. Praise, praise God, praise God. Let's stand up together today.
and let's praise him. Just for a second. Not long. Hallelujah. Well, unless that spirit of praise hits us and we go and we go to 5 p.m. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, oh God. Praise the name. Jesus, praise you. God, you are good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God forever. You are mighty. You are wonderful, Jesus. Oh, I lift you up, Jesus. I glorify you, oh God. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, worthy to be praised. Holy, holy. Blessed be God. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty is our God. Mighty is our King. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was going to tell you today about the having pure praise having pure praise and there's two things about pure praise one of them is it can't just be mechanical in other words you're thinking about football but your mouth is saying praise <laughs> you know you got to hook your mind and heart up to your praise for it to be pure praise and then secondly it has to be you don't praise God to get something you don't praise him because it's you're going to give me a breakthrough if I praise you here Lord no you don't praise God for that reason you praise him because the word says to you praise him because he is God and of course all those things follow and we're grateful for them hallelujah but we just keep praising no matter what no matter what if the vine fails to bear its fruit hallelujah we're going to keep praising him we're going to keep honoring him he's worthy of our praise Glory to God. Yes.